In a top secret laboratory, the world's deadliest biological weapon. It's a virus. It causes the exposed to die within six months to a year. Has just been developed. Even they are scared of it. For Special Agent Jack Sloan, his only job. The wrong person gets it, what then? Was to keep it safe. A lot of people will die. But now. Somebody's got my daughter. They've made it personal. Life is always a trade-off. I got something they want. They got something I want. Give me the item, or I'll never see your daughter again. I think you're making a very big mistake. I'm done talking. No trust. You're not like that. I'm a little bit like that, but much, much worse. No deals. Saudis just up the price. They'll pay 40 million. May I have the item, please? That kind of manipulation makes me very angry. No mercy. Where's my daughter? It ain't over. Shadow Man. You sure you know what you're doing? No, not at all, but that's never stopped me in the past. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of a, I guess is a spinoff of the Mega Fan Recap. Uh, I was going to call this one the Bro Down, Sitting with Stevie. Uh, I'm here with uh, Jimmy Richardson. Hello. Uh, we are taking today to... Do some recaps of some Steven Seagal films based on what is it called? What's the the package you got? The package I got uh, is the well, reading from the top of the box, the four movie collection, action classics, action classics unleashed. Uh, we got Flight of Fury, Out for a Kill, which is my personal favorite, uh, Shadow Man, and Urban Justice. And I bought this pack for Out for a Kill, uh, but we haven't seen the other three ever, so. We just watched Shadow Man. Yeah. I I had never heard of any of the other three. Have you? I actually realized I have Shadow Man on DVD already. What? I'd have just never watched it, yeah. How? And what? maybe Flood of Fury as well. You just had bought them randomly? Yeah. I didn't yeah. realize that until after I bought this pack, yeah. too. Yeah. But this pack is a good way of, of kind of the world, the universe telling me, hey, you should watch these four movies in particular. In a row. Yeah. So that's what we're doing here. Yeah, and uh, strong start with Shadow Man. Shadow Man was a very promising way to start the uh, the marathon. It was a 2006 straight-to-DVD release written by Stephen Collins and Steven Seagal. Two Stevens. Two Stevens. Uh, starring nobody in particular. It looks like the little girl... So, all right. How would you describe the plot of this? What would you do for a tagline for like a plot synopsis of this movie, Jim? Uh so it's like what uh he well, if, he needs his daughter back. How okay. much he needs his daughter back. That's yeah. pretty much it. I mean, there's some kind of a thing about a virus in there. Can I see this? Yeah. Yeah. That's he has the antidote, some kind of what is it? What it's not an antidote. It's uh yeah, right. It's like a. It's a disease. It's, like it's a, a chemical d- weapon, or it's a virus. That's what it is. Yeah, but doesn't he have some kind of device to like stop the virus or some something like that? Is that what it is? I thought so. I thought he had the virus. Maybe he did. I think he had because he had a virus from uh, MK Ultra, which I don't know why they chose to do. A, he's a, a former operative. It, it really, the movie made zero fucking sense. Yeah, the plot was a mess. Uh, the DVD describes the plot. 
as Steven Seagal stars in this hard-hitting, action-packed film about an intelligence operative who discovers that no one is what they seem in the shadowy world of espionage. Espionage. Seagal stars as Jack Foster, a former covert agent with MacGyver-like skills. Oh, he only really did that once, the MacGyver thing. (laughs) Who was in search of his kidnapped eight-year-old daughter while being pursued by Russian officials who believe he holds a virus formula that could kill millions. So that's what it is. Because okay. so he had the virus. He had the virus. But it was it was like a weird like electronic bead that the virus was in, right? It was yes. It was a microchip <laughs> covered with a, an epoxy. Yeah, right. That you could only dissolve with a specific chemical, and if you dissolved it with a different chemical, it would destroy everything on the chip. Yeah, right. And it was hidden in a stylus because his old man scientist friend knew because he knew Steven Seagal so well, knew that he always had his cell phone and stylus with him. And so he hid it in a fake hollow stylus, which Steven Seagal took with him on vacation to Romania. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, because they were going to see... Uh, it was like the fifth anniversary of his wife's death, and him, him and his daughter were going to see her horse. Her horse and her, I guess, well, grave. I don't know why her... Yeah, I thought her grave, too, but her horse. Her horse She had a horse that her. lived in... in the, the horse that outlived her that lived in Romania. Yeah. They didn't really like, say anything about how she died, right? She was just like, oh, no. she's dead, and her horse lives in Romania. So, yeah, why... So is the horse super old? Because no. you assume they lived in America the whole time that eight-year-old was alive. Yeah, right. I mean, so the horse has just been sitting there in Romania for at least eight years. Yeah, it's been a, been a while. It's but been a while. Obviously, her, her his wife did not die of natural causes, or you know, maybe yeah, she did. Well, she was like she died young. So her horse. Not weird that the horse outlived her. It is weird that the horse continues to live five years <laughs> after her death in Romania. <laughs> did someone sell the horse? Maybe to like a, a, guy good, in a Romania? good Romanian friend took care of the horse for her. We don't really know. Uh, all right. Well, how does this movie start? The movie starts with the movie starts with him explaining Dimmock to a bunch of you know like his uh, his his students yep. or something, right? He's like teaching a class. Yeah, they you, never really mentioned that again. Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. It's like just five people standing in a circle. Uh, yeah, and he, one of them asks a question, and then he fucking sends him flying to the wall. Well, first, he hits a watermelon. I He explains the difference between uh, causing internal and external damage by first sending one of his students flying to the fucking wall, yeah. and second, by destroying a watermelon by punching the front of it and causing it to explode out the back. But not the front. Yeah, the front looked, appeared to be undamaged. And then a guy... He's like, I liked what I liked what he did with the watermelon. Yeah, it was a British accent. <laughs> yeah, it was all it was a group of Asian people in a giant temple, and then it was very shocking for him to be like, I liked what you do with the watermelon. <laughs> I was really impressed with the way you destroyed that watermelon. <laughs> and then he fucking sent him flying. Yeah, he seemed like he killed the guy. He was like, Oh, you like the what I did with the watermelon? Fuck you. Yeah, I'll show Gah! you. I'll show you. You fucking like. Yeah. Uh, and then. It started with uh, that old guy, Harry, running away from a lab while science happened on rats. Yeah, science happened on rats while he was running. To what seemed to be credits that had not finished rendering. Yeah. Like, it was, like, really pixelated. Yeah. 
And then, of course, he gets to Romania, and Harry gets into the limo that's ready for him, where an unsanctioned CIA hit causes them to blow up the limo. Yeah. None of this has made any sense at this point of the movie. Nothing's been explained. I think he had a girlfriend back home. And then there is the woman he slept with in Romania. Right. We don't really know if if, uh, if they slept together, though, you know, because she just kind of took her shirt off, bra still on, and then, like, gave him a hug. Yeah, because she was so upset <laughs> because she just killed a cop. Yeah, right? She killed a cop, and Steven Seagal's <laughs> response was, yeah, well, you, you do what you got to do. Yeah, but he, was, he, he gave her a little speech, actually. A lot of people think you're really hard and cold woman. I think you're very soft and you got a good heart. <laughs> you make people think you uh, piss ice. Yeah, that's what it was. I thought he said piss rice. I'm like, I'm pretty <laughs> that's uh, UTI. I'm pretty sure that's what you do, Stephen. Yeah. Uh, there is some trivia about this on... We just keep going with the, with the breakdown of the movie of what happens next. Right. So he's at the train, train plane airport plane station the plane station he's, yeah. at the, he's at the plane station and i i really it, none of it made any fucking sense that guy harry gets in the limo steven seagal drops his passport goes back together with his daughter and then a woman gets into a cab kidnaps the daughter drives away and the limo explodes with the bomb of that a guy put in the trunk before Steven Zagal gets to it. And then there's a car chase that leads to nothing. Yeah. And uh, then Steven Zagal gets into the back of a cab and simply says, I want you to take me where there are women and drugs. Oh, no. First, he's with his best friend. That's what it is. And is it his former partner? I don't know. I don't remember who is who. What a mess. None of this made any fucking sense. So then he, he's with his former partner who's at the plane station for zero reason. Zero reason. Steven Seagal is supposed to be super intelligent, but he doesn't think he just he trusts the dude, even though he was just at the plane station when he showed up. So then his friend takes Steven Seagal to a safe house. and He's like, well, find your daughter. You sit here. And then he leaves, puts a giant bar over the door so Steven Seagal can't leave. Right. Steven Seagal draws back the curtains, sees that there's brick over all of the windows, realizes that he's stuck. And then he starts to punch open the drywall, steal a bunch yeah. of piping. and Somehow uh, he had shotgun shells. Yeah, for whatever reason. They don't really explain where he got though. He didn't have any weapons, but somehow he was able to find shotgun shells. He created some kind of pipe shotgun. Well, he MacGyvered himself a explode like a cannon that was timed with if you took the needle off the record player, right? And then a cannon's into a guy's chest. It like launched like a a can into his chest, right? Yeah, like a big like air canister yeah. with a knife attached to it. Maybe, maybe it does not. It is not very clear. This was the only MacGyver moment in the whole movie, by the way, as far as I can remember, at least, because yeah, the guy. That was it. The yeah. guy that wrote the back of that DVD must have just been shown clips of the movie, and he's like, I don't know, he's MacGyver-like. Yeah. Because it, it comes out of nowhere. They never explain it. They never return to it. But he is just, for whatever reason, MacGyver-like. Uh, then he also has a, a shotgun made out of 
it was like a weird slingshot shotgun because he kind of pulled it back like a bow and arrow rather than a slingshot. And he pulled it back like a bow and arrow and then it shot the shotgun shell out of the pipe. Yeah. And what was the third? Oh, then he made the double-edged like throwing knife. Yeah, then it was just a throwing knife and he just threw it at some guy's guy's throat. Yeah. And then uh, he goes with his friend. His friend meets up with these CIA operatives and there's this old dude that is acting really 11 out of 10. This guy, he's it's it's funny watching a dude like that because he, he's probably like late sixties, you know, and he's old and he's been trying to be an actor probably for so long, and his dreams just not coming true. This is the closest he's getting is a supporting role in a two thousand six Steven Seagal straight to DVD film. Yeah, he might not find work after this, so he might as well give it all he's got. He might have to kill himself after this. And why is that? Is this because he because was in this. this movie? Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is... He was in Shadow this, Man? I mean, he, but if, you're, if you finally get to the mountaintop after 70 years, just, oh, just stop nowhere, there. Nowhere else to go. You're yeah. right, yeah. What do you got? I'm just still this eyeball on the back. I just see what we have left. We got Urban Justice and Flight of Fury and Out for a Kill. I'm going to watch Urban Justice next, right? Yeah, that's on the disc. It's got... Uh, Eddie Griffin and Danny Trejo as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. All right, hold on. Let's keep breaking down this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm getting a little ahead of of myself. Stay focused. It's still early in the game. We still have a goddamn long way to go. Uh, Sorry, so let's see. What happens after the safe house? They get his friend out there. His friend takes him to the CIA operatives. That's the thing. I can't remember the order of this movie. I don't remember what happened. (laughs) <laughs> it was terrible we, we literally just stopped it yeah but come on it was a mess it was a mess and it was a lot of just like a lot of segues introducing a lot of characters without really introducing them it's just like oh now there's this guy who looks like Richard Lewis and Weird Al Yankovic yeah that was bizarre and then at the end of the movie they show that guy in the sunlight and his skin's orange and it's like I didn't see that coming yeah uh, oh and then there was the guy with syphilis right yeah. <laughs> when the fuck did that happen? All right, so on. They get to right. the big tower that's just a spiral staircase where they shoot his friend. Yeah, right. And then Steven Seagal throws the guy off the edge, and you hear a nice, ah! And then, the uh, dude, this movie is a fucking mess. I don't even know why I'm trying to recap it. Just go watch Shadow Man. Yeah, you should watch it. It's a fucking great movie. It is. It's a lot of fun. Fun for the whole family. There are some great Steven Seagal quote moments. I want to see if if I can make this show up. If I can get this to be heard on the microphone. Uh, because at one point, he's what he's kidnapped by the bad guys? Is that what it is? Or uh, does he break into where the bad there? guys are? That yeah. Clip? No, he like goes to buy drugs off of them, right? And then he f- ends up fighting them all. Right, that's what it yeah. is. He goes to buy drugs because that's he asks the cabbie, take me where the drugs and women are. And the cabbie says, I think I know where you want to go. And then Steven Seagal goes, okay, then. Okay. Yeah, all of his lines are really like, he seems to really be phoning it in. Yeah, absolutely. Like to a crazy degree of just like not giving a shit, but not like, not in the same way where Bruce Willis didn't give a shit in the fifth uh, Die Hard where it seemed more like animosity driven. This seems like a complete lack of talent. 
that yeah. just makes him very like he doesn't know well, how to let's go do this he then. doesn't know how to put any effort into it he's like yeah this is how i would say it okay yeah it's it a lot of times this movie felt like a tim and eric sketch or like a steve brule sketch you know what i mean yeah uh but yeah, so when he's fighting all these guys by after he buys drugs from them, there's this dude with a really fucked up looking face, I guess, and he's wearing a mask. I guess they just show him with a plastic mask on, like a partially transparent plastic mask. Yeah. You don't really see what's wrong with him. And, and then, they say he had a free base accident. Yeah. And then uh, Steven Seagal is fighting him, and let's see if this. Let's see if this gonna this will work. Hold on now. <laughs> he doesn't talk very loud over the music. He just kind of mumbles. That's no free base accident. That's syphilis. And then he, and then he chokes him out and yeah. s- snaps his neck. Yeah, he m- he mumbles a lot. Yeah. He it's goes, very quiet. He goes in and out of a southern accent. Yeah, he does do a little southern thing sometimes. Uh, do your thing. Go do your thing. <laughs> uh, did you have a favorite moment from this one? Um, That's a tough one. What was the first thing we recorded? Was it the taxi with the drugs and women? Yeah. That was funny. Uh, hmm. I don't know. A lot of the times he was driving and just making like strange faces was pretty funny. Because he doesn't really have lips, he just kind of his his lips are on like the inside of his face. Yeah, he's like, he like, it looks like his face is swallowing his face. Yeah, something like that. It's fucking crazy. Kind of, he's got an impeccable posture though. It looks like a gingerbread man, kind of how this, it's just kind of like dough. It's all just kind of dough with a line like pushed into it. It looks like he made a gingerbread man raw, like exactly what we wanted it to look like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not thinking about the fact that dough still has to rise. Yeah, right. Like he was a fine-looking gingerbread man until that dough began to rise. Yeah. Until the dough began to rise. Uh, I don't know. It was just a good movie overall. Um, it's a lot, he just, you know, one of my favorite things about late Steven Seagal movies is um, his delivery, the way he says lines. Just, I mean, I guess the way he phones them in, but he just kind of has a funny way of saying everything. So I guess his uh, his dialogue was really funny. Um, I don't know. What about you? Favorite moments? Favorite moments of this? Uh, probably when the old guy finally got shot. That was pretty funny. He, he got shot him. a. Bu- he got kicked in the balls, then shot like six times. Yeah, and he died hard. Yeah, the guy and, died uh, big time. Well, that's like what I was saying. I, I thought I thought he was gonna like, that. That dude was gonna die like with with some passion to it. You were right. Um. So I I will say one of my least favorite Steven Seagal movies are is Into the Sun. And it was Into the Sun, and then Black Dawn, and then Shadow Man. Black Dawn was a sequel to The Foreigner, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, I watched those two movies in that order, like The Foreigner and Black Dawn, without realizing that. And I was like, why the fuck are they calling them the same name as they did in the other movie? The uh, Foreigner's from 2003. Yeah. Those movies are trash. Actually, really? I think The Foreigner, you know, maybe those movies are pretty funny. I don't I gotta rewatch them. Well, he really goes back and forth on his like early two thousands uh, filmography because he's got, let's see, he's got Ticker. I've never even, I don't even know what Ticker is. Hey, Ticker. Hey, Ticker. Happy birthday, brother. <laughs> it's Vince Neil. 
there's you got Exit Wounds from 2001. Yep. Which I have not seen. It's not that good. Really? Not as good as you'd think, yeah. Oh, man, I would have assumed it was great. Some parts are kind of funny, but, you know, it's definitely one of his less, like, it's one of his harder to watch movies. There's Half Past Dead with Ja Rule. I've never seen that. And then The Foreigner comes out, and which then, you said is trash. Uh, I'm pretty sure it is, yeah. And then one of our personal favorites, Out for a Kill, happens in the same year. Wow, 2003, he's got The Foreigner, Ooh. Out for a Kill, and then Belly of the Beast. Belly of the Beast is funny. That's a good movie. I think I've seen that a while. They, they, I feel like they used to be on TV for a while. That's another one where his daughter's missing, but in that one, she's like older. She's not eight years old or whatever. Yeah, there's not a lot of plots to this. Now, I wonder what the fuck Clementine is. Is he on the cover there? Oh, yeah. He sure is. Kim is a Taekwondo champion who decides to give up his fighting career for good in order to take care of his daughter, Sarang. Is but he like Korean in this movie? When an evil gambling kingpin kidnaps Sarang, Kim must agree to fight in a rigged boxing match in exchange for Sarang's freedom. Kim now finds himself face to face with King of the Cage fighter Jack Miller, a man who has never lost. Oh, wait, is he Jack Miller? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, so all right. Wait, so is he a bad guy? I guess so, maybe. Does he... He can't... He, there's no way he loses, though, right? I mean, didn't he in Machete? I guess he did. Maybe they paid him, like, a little bit extra. Or maybe he, they, like, told him that he won. It's like, no, no, it's like CG and you win. You're, you're the best, Steven. And then he was like, all right, all right I'll do the movie. Yeah, maybe they just maybe he has no idea how it ends, and they just filmed him winning, and they yeah. just didn't use the footage. Yeah, they just filmed a different <laughs> scene of him winning. Yeah, Steven, here we go. Like you won, buddy. All right, here you go. Two thousand six. He also made three movies. You've he got was, this one. This is a good time for him. Mercenary for justice. Well, it does show. I don't know. It, like I'll it for really like shows. His finest work. Yeah, but like that's what I'm saying. That's how, one. How, that's one good movie out of three in 2003. The Belly and the Beast isn't bad, but then like 2005, you have Today You Die, Submerged, <laughs> Into the Sun, and Black Dawn. That's no good movies in one year. I don't remember if Black Dawn was bad. I can't I imagine it's it. good. Into the Sun was one of the worst ones. I feel like I, I keep hearing people say that uh, that one's funny. What Black Dawn? Into the Sun. Really? Into yeah. the Sun. Remember that? I'm one, gonna dude? rewatch it. I remember falling asleep. We did rewatch it though. No, I'm gonna rewatch it again. I need to buy it if I don't have it already. Oh. I'd rather go into my own sun. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Personally, I've I haven't seen Out for a Kill in, in too many years, so. I'm very excited to get to that one. 2009, he made Against the Dark, which is a really fucking strange one. Steven Seagal is a weird guy. He's got my favorite quote of all time, which is definitely, uh, life's too short to work with funny people. He's just a, a humorless ass. Yeah, but he's a... An, a, a Acting genius. You've just been staring at the DVD case this entire time. Yeah. I'm excited for what comes next. Tell yeah. me what can I say? I mean, Pretty look at that. Excited look for at, Urban Justice. Look at Urban Justice. Let's see this. Although I have a hard time believing it's going to beat Shadow Man at all. Like, I mean, that's what a high bar to set at the beginning of the marathon. 
Yeah, I mean, and that was... It doesn't look like it's going to be good. No. He's wearing his patented long closed coat. And plus, he's got like a co-star this time. It could be less screen time for, for Steven Seagal. I bet you will find negative press written by Eddie Griffin about this movie and his experience with Steven Seagal. Probably. I well, can't we'll imagine Steven Seagal is a very uh, woke person. Yeah. And he also is probably not a fan of humor. I'm going to go ahead and take a wild guess that he does more of that southern accent in this movie. Oh, yeah. Hardcore. <laughs> um, let's, let's, let's wrap up this movie, and we'll keep this one short. And, right. Uh, so we should come up with a rating system. Uh, I think on a scale of quick jab to uh, a pants-shitting chokehold, what do you give this? I don't know. An an exploded watermelon out of 10? Okay. (laughs) I think I give this uh, a cue ball and a rag to the mouth. All right. Eight out of 10 teeth. Uh, It was a good movie. (laughs) Well, I think the rating system said it all. Yeah. I think we set it up just fine. I think it's a great movie. I think it's one of his better... Yeah, straight to DVD ones. Yeah, it was definitely one of the funnier ones I've seen in a while, but... Yeah, this has the least amount of drag time. Yeah. It's all about, like, some movies have too much time with him off screen, with interaction between the other characters. Yeah. Nobody gives a fuck about Harry or whatever the hell their names are, you know? Get Steven back on here, have him say some funny stuff, have him say he wants to go to the bathroom, he wants drugs and women... I can't wait for that to happen again. Oh, it's going to be so good. Uh, hold on. Before we go, we should look up uh, what else the old guy from this movie was in. There's no way he did anything after this. Waters? Was that his name? It must be. He looks pretty old. I have no idea. Uh, born 1939? Jesus. What? This guy was in Star Wars. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, I mean, is he like an extra? I, probably. And he was Red 3. I don't know what that means, but yeah. probably a pretty small part. But that, but still, dude, to be on the set of Star Wars and on the set of this Steven Seagal straight-to-DVD movie. I was wrong about this guy. This guy's done a lot. This guy is just... Oh, man, this makes it sadder, kind of. Well, maybe he, he was just needed... He was dad in Batman. <laughs> maybe he just needed a... Uh... A little, little extra paycheck just to because of his gambling debts. I mean, is that what it says? I don't know. Probably. Yeah, you're probably right. It looks like he's just been a bit part in like a hundred things. His he's acted in a hundred and seventy five movies. That's fucking wild. He's known for Star Wars Episode Four. No, he isn't. No, he fucking isn't. All right, Jim, are you ready to start some uh, Urban Justice? I'm ready for Urban Justice. Let's do this. We'll see you all soon. All right. sure you know what you're doing? No, not at all, but that's never stopped me in the past. Where's my daughter?